What's up and welcome back to another episode of the Money with Katie podcast. Today we are talking about 401ks and SEP IRAs for the self-employed, which is also known as pretty much the best way to avoid taxes on your self-employment income. So being self-employed is a my millennial dream, I'll be honest. In my ideal, you know, self-employed day, <laughs> free from the shackles of a corporate employer, I rise at 7 a.m., right? Instead of my current 5.30 a.m. wake-up call. You know, pat around my kitchen in a very chic matching silk pajama set. Really take my time going through an hour-long morning routine that consists of matcha lattes, something I've never made, you know, in my life, transcendental meditation, a leisurely stroll around the block. Finally, I'll sit down at my Pinterest desk. I'll uh, put in a few light hours of reading and writing and then retire to the den for my afternoon nap. So of course this fantasy produces a thousand dollars a day, my hair is shinier, my teeth are whiter, and I am a happier, less stressed version of me. So for those of you who are actually self-employed, I'm sure you're having a hard time listening to this. <laughs> your, uh, your eye is probably twitching, you're probably dying of uncontrollable laughter because obviously this is not what self-employment is actually like, though for what it's worth, um, I do think that it would probably be quite rewarding. So there are two obvious gripes that I hear the most between the self-employed people that I talk to. That is healthcare and access to retirement accounts. So unfortunately, I don't have any answers for you on the healthcare front, but I actually think that the self-employed have a distinct advantage when it comes to tax-advantaged retirement investing. While the corporate robots, aka me, uh, get hot and bothered about dollar-for-dollar matches and the ability to contribute $19,500 per year to our 401ks, the savvy self-employed of the world are trouncing us with their ability to contribute a dick ton of money, yes, that's a metric measurement, to their pre-tax investment accounts. Am I talking about a Roth IRA? No, of course not. At $6,000 per year, the Roth IRA is a great post-tax vehicle, but um, it's not exactly specific to the self-employed. So really, I have a couple major takeaways after digging into all things self-employment. I still think that you should listen to the full episode because I'll take you through all of the tax nitty-gritty uh, but the main takeaway that I had was that if you're truly self-employed, but you're making less than, mm, I don't know, $250,000, and you have no other income from W-2 jobs or access to an employer-sponsored health plan, I'm sorry, not health plan, regular retirement plan, I would say you're probably better off going with the solo 401k. Like, you're probably going to be able to contribute more. But if you're self-employed and you have a regular, quote-unquote, regular full-time job with a 401k, um, so in other words, you're a side hustler, right? The SEP IRA is going to be, you know, generally the better route. That being said, there are a shit ton of caveats to all of this, so stick with me and I'm going to take you through all of them. 
So it might make sense to start with a little bit of background on self-employment taxes. So obviously you're going to pay your federal income tax on everything that you make, but the self-employed are probably painfully familiar with the 15.3% additional self-employment tax on self-employment income. So this really comes from the fact that the government is trying to make sure that the self-employed pay their Medicare and Social Security taxes. There is a cap, though, for Social Security. If you make more than $142,800, random, I know, but you won't have to pay the Social Security tax on the amount over that. And Social Security is actually a pretty hefty chunk of the 15.3%. It actually accounts for 12.4% of it. So if you're like, where the hell did they get 15.3% from? Uh, It's actually double the FICA line item on your pay stub of 7.65%. So if you're a W-2 earner, you'll notice that your W-2 employer is responsible for paying half of your FICA taxes. And when you're self-employed, bada bing, bada boom, you're the employer and the employee, honey. So that means you are on the hook for the whole 15.3%. Womp womp. And, uh, The interesting thing about this is that there's really no way around paying the 15.3%, you know, on amounts under 142.8, except for business expenses. So if you are writing off things because you're charging them as business expenses, you won't have to pay the 15.3% on that money, but basically all of your net revenue is going to get charged for that self-employment tax. What we're going to talk about today is ways to lower the federal income tax liability on your self-employment income. So just an interesting little distinction that's probably worth making. Okay. So honestly, when I found out about these accounts, I felt like the personal finance world had been straight up holding out on me. So we'll focus on the SEP IRA first because it's generally easier to set up. The SEP IRA is effectively a ginormous traditional IRA. And as with both of the accounts that we're going to talk about today, the entire intent of the account is to put away money pre-tax, invest it for later, but not pay federal income tax on it in your current tax year. And uh, as a result of that 15.3% income tax that self-employed people get charged, I would say this is even more crucial than for any other type of employee, right? Like you're probably paying more in tax theoretically than somebody that has a W-2 job So it's more important that you find ways to defer that income, invest it for the future, and avoid the tax liability now. So the maximum that you can contribute to a SEP IRA, I hope you're sitting down, is $58,000 per year in 2021. The catch is that in order to contribute the full 58K, it has to represent no more than 20% of your net 
business income. So in order to contribute the full 58,000, your net business income would have to be about $290,000. So for example, if you make $100,000 per year from self-employment, the most that you can contribute is gonna be $20,000. Still, this is a hell of a lot better than the $19,500, you know, straight clean limit for employees that the uh, corporate robot squadron gets. I am your chief corporate robot reporting for duty. Technically, a SEP IRA has an employer-only contribution set up, but that's kind of the weird loophole of working for yourself, right? Like, you are your employer and employee. So you're contributing 20% of your income as the employer to yourself as the employee. I know, it's weird. The super extra dope thing about this $58,000, if you're the high roller making 290 k or more, is that it's tax deductible, so you pay no taxes on it. If you have $290,000, you're going to be paying 24% on any amount of income over $172,750. That is, assuming that you're married. So a full $58,000 contribution to a SEP IRA would mean a $13,920 tax savings. So that's $13,920 of taxes that you no longer owe Uncle Sam because you're shielding that income in a SEP IRA. That's incredible, right? To really drive the point home, you could take that $13,920 that you're saving and literally invest it somewhere else in a taxable investing account to double your fund. So if you're trying to calculate how much it could potentially save you, just multiply 20% times your net business income to figure out how much you could contribute and then pull up the tax brackets for 2021, find your marginal tax rate, whether you're single or married, it's probably 22, 24, 32%, and then multiply your contribution by that marginal tax rate and you'll see how much you're gonna save in taxes. So you've got until the filing deadline to make your contributions, which means in a normal year, you can be contributing from April 15th to April 15th. That's tax season to tax season. So if you end up listening to this in you know February of 2022, we'll say, and you haven't filed your taxes yet, you could still open a SEP IRA and then make contributions for 2021 and deduct it before you file to save yourself tax dollars for the 2021 tax season. So there is one weird caveat that I kind of want to highlight, and I'm sure somebody that is familiar with SEP IRAs is going to try to call me out on this, but it's not technically quite as baller as it sounds because you do have to pay, like I said, your self-employment taxes on your net income before you can calculate your contribution. So that's where, like I was saying before, it's 20% of your net business income. It's kind of complicated. If you look this up online, it's going to say 25% of your business income. Technically, it's 25% of your net income less half of your self-employment taxes, right? So here I am, like, begrudgingly playing a tiny violin and handing back some of my Stripe funds for my spreadsheet sales. But the easier way to calculate that 
is to just look at your net business income and multiply by 20%. Don't worry about the funky, like deducting half of the self-employment taxes. That just makes it complicated. Honestly, just multiplying net business income by 20% is the easiest way to do this. So if you're a big side hustler and you've got a 401k through your employer and a side business, first of all, I would love for you to flip your hair, smack your own ass as I congratulate you on being the ultimate millennial hustle culture queen. Uh, We love to see it from one achievement obsessed 26 year old to another. I salute you. But beyond all the hair flipping and ass slapping, you are in luck. You can still open and contribute to a SEP IRA, even if you've already got an employer-sponsored 401k through your traditional full-time work. And interestingly enough, you can actually have a solo 401k too, not in addition to the SEP IRA. This is where it gets kind of confusing, but I guess the easiest way to say this is that even if you have a 401k through your job, you still have the opportunity to open either a SEP IRA or a solo 401k for your business. So the same rules, like more or less apply, you are the employer in the SEP IRA situation. So you're making employer contributions to yourself as the employee. So you could theoretically max out your 401k at work with your regular salary of 19,500 per year, and then turn around to your SEP IRA and contribute 20% of your self-employment income and defer that. So by defer, I mean make it tax deductible and, and hide it from the federal government. So, okay, let's talk about how to open a SEP IRA because by now you're probably like, all right, bitch, I'm convinced, but can you like get to the how-to? Well, you know what I'm going to say. Betterment does offer one. They will walk you through the process, including providing the IRS the form you need to fill out and to keep for your records in, you know, in case they decide to audit you. They probably won't, but Betterment can walk you through it. It's super easy. If you're a little bit fuzzy on how much exactly you can contribute, the IRS does provide a calculator and I will... uh put that in the show notes. But like I said, it's honestly probably just easier and more efficient to multiply 20% of your net business income and call it a day. You don't need an EIN number legally to open and contribute to a SEP IRA. So that's probably why the SEP IRA is easier to open. I will tell you, I have opened both now and the SEP IRA was definitely easier. There were far less hoops to jump through. And that's a great segue for me, yeah? Why would I have both? You may be wondering, why would I have experience opening both? Well, it has a lot to do with the fact that I was trying to set myself up for success with being able to perform the backdoor Roth IRA contribution later this year. So if you're not familiar with the backdoor Roth IRA, it's effectively a loophole that exists in the tax code that enables people who make more than $140,000 per year to contribute to a Roth IRA. That's like the income limit, right? For contributions. And If you have any sort of traditional IRA, whether it be a SEP, a rollover, whatever it is, it messes up the ability to do the backdoor Roth. So originally I was like, oh, dope. The SEP IRA is so much easier to open. It's easier to manage. There's no paperwork. I'm going to go with that. 
then I realized, oh shit, I can't do the backdoor Roth IRA. But, you know, so hence that was why I opened the solo. But I have slowly come around to realize that there actually may be a better way to go about this and that I don't think I'm going to even mess with the backdoor Roth IRA after all. In short, because I still have a full-time job, my new strategy that I'll share with you is that I'm going to contribute $6,000 of Roth money to my 401k at work because I can. So, you know, Roth contributions of the same $6,000 amount that I wanted to get out of the Roth IRA and then make the rest a traditional pre-tax contribution. So there you go. Check the box. I've got my Roth exposure and then I can use the SEP IRA. So I'm sure this is a little bit confusing, but I think it'll make more sense once you hear how the solo 401k works. So solo 401ks are your other option as a self-employed person. You basically have the two, the SEP IRA or the solo 401k. The solo 401k works a little bit differently. And I would say they're almost definitely going to be better for truly self-employed people than your traditionally employed people with side hustles, as long as you're making less than $290,000 a year. So with a solo 401k, you make contributions as an employee and an employer versus just as the employer as you would with the SEP IRA. So that's a total contribution of $58,000 just like the SEP IRA. But, and here is the difference, you can contribute up to $19,500 as the employee and then you can give yourself an additional employer match slash contribution of up to 25% of your net income, less half the self-employment taxes and your $19,500 contribution. Okay, I know that was confusing, but you have to basically subtract that $19,500 contribution from your net income. So they really like get you both ways. What that really means is that if you have your income as a self-employed person, you can contribute your $19,500 as an employee of yourself. And then with whatever income is left over, multiply it by 20%. That's what you can contribute as the employer to like give yourself a little match, you know? So it makes way more sense for self-employed people that only have self-employment income as long as you're making less than that wild 290 uh, mark since your $19,500 contribution is irrespective of your total net income. So like less all that tax mumbo jumbo, what it basically means is that it doesn't matter how much you make. As long as you make more than 19,500, you can contribute 19,500. Whereas in order to contribute that much to a SEP IRA, it would have to be 20% of your net business income, which means you'd have to be making at least like $97,000 to contribute a full 19500 So I would say the solo 401k is probably better for majority of self-employed people. Um, the snafu there, or if you're like, well, why wouldn't, you know, somebody with W2 income too want to do that? Here's the thing. The hairy thing for side hustlers with the solo 401k is that 401k contributions are determined per person, not per plan. 
which means if you're already contributing $19,500 to your work, your employer uh, 401k, you can't then also contribute $19,500 to a solo 401k. Your total maximum contribution across all of your 401ks is $19,500 as the employee. Now, the cool thing, though, is that you can still make employer contributions to a solo 401k. I've been doing that. I've, you know, not been making any employee contributions because I've maxed out those employee contributions with my work plan. But I can still make employer contributions. So that's kind of the rub and why I would say the SEP IRA is probably going to be better for people that have 401ks through their job. So your employee contributions can go up to 19,500 if you're self-employed, but your employer contributions can still equal that 25% chunk of what's left. So you could end up contributing more than 19,500 of your income. Uh, you know, you can and you should up to 20% total of your net business income minus the 19,500 that you've already contributed. You got that? I know, it's a little bit confusing. So maybe we should do an example because I, I feel like I can literally feel your eyes physically rolling into the back of your head. So to summarize, the solo 401k makes more sense for the truly self-employed unless that person makes more than $290,000 in net business income per year. Why? Because the SEP IRA is structured to only allow the employer, aka you, contributions of up to 20% of your net business income in order to contribute the maximum allowable $58,000 per year. Which means you would basically need to make five times that in order to fully max it out. Since the solo 401k allows you to contribute 19,500 as the employee of yourself and then 20% of the net business income of whatever's left over, you kind of have the opportunity to double dip. So like, for example, if you make $150,000 a year of self-employment income, 20% of $150,000 is about $30,000. So that's pretty good, right? Like you'd be roughly allowed to contribute $30,000 to your SEP IRA. But what if you had chosen a solo 401k? So then you can contribute your initial employee contribution of 19,500 and then 20% of whatever's left over. So you would calculate that by doing 150,000 minus 19,500, your employee contribution, which equals 130,500. And then 20% of that would be what you'd be allowed to contribute as your own employer. So that would be about 26,100. So you've got 19,500 plus your 26,100 for a total contribution of 45,600. Remember the SEP IRA would have only allowed 37.5. So you're getting roughly $10,000 more by choosing the solo 401k. And of course, that's assuming that you're not spending that money, which I feel like is kind of the giant underlined fact of like all of this is that you're really only going to be able to take full advantage of this if you have your cash flow figured out, right? Like if you are living well beneath your means, you're going to be able to take 
great advantage of this stuff, but that's kind of step number one. So the only reason the SEP IRA makes more sense at that $290,000 or more mark is because at that point, 20% of your net business income is the $58,000 maximum. In pretty much any other case, the solo 401k is going to allow you to contribute more money, assuming you are fully self-employed and not contributing to a work 401k. So with that being said, the solo 401ks do have higher administrative burdens, like from a paperwork standpoint, and they're really only tenable for people who are fully self-employed to the extent that they have an EIN number. Um, but you know what? I'm, I'm self-employed and have an EIN number, but I also have a W-2 income, and, and really it wasn't that challenging to get one because I went through Vanguard and filled out all the paperwork and yada, yada, yada. And I'm just making the employer contributions. So it's definitely doable. I would just say the SEP IRA is a little bit easier in that case most of the time. So if you're a high earner, but you don't make quite $290,000, I mean, you and me both, but you're intending to sock away as much money as possible into your retirement account, the solo 401k is almost always going to allow for more than the SEP IRA in most cases. So let's talk about some other fun tax caveats because the federal government loves to make shit complicated. You are going to need an EIN to open a solo 401k. So if you don't have a business that is legally registered, you got to do that first. You could do the SEP IRA without one, but also you should probably just get an EIN number. You should probably just be an LLC or an S Corp or whatever. Don't come asking me which one you should be. I don't know. While your SEP IRA contributions run April to April, like I said before, the solo 401k contributions, I'm pretty positive, have to be made by December 31st. So those run on a calendar year basis. So remember how I said if you're listening to this in February 2022 and you are about to file your 2021 taxes, the solo 401k is not going to help you, but the SEP IRA will. So that it's more of like a Hail Mary, you know what I'm saying? So... Of course, contributing to the solo 401k will help you when you file your 2022 taxes for in 2023, but you're not going to feel any like immediate benefits if you're about to file for 2021 and like trying to look for that Hail Mary solution. Betterment does not offer a solo 401k because there are a few more forms involved, but you know, Vanguard has one, most major brokerage firms have one, and if you have an EIN and you think you'll be able to make the full $19,500 contribution, I would go for it. Like, if I ever leave the workforce and become a full-time self-employed person, I will definitely be contributing the full extent that I can to a solo 401k. So let's return to our little order of operations, shall we? You may be wondering, like, how the shit to incorporate this new blitzkrieg of information into everything you already know. So let's create a funnel. This is the order that you probably want to be contributing to your investment accounts. And if I list anything that you don't have or like can't have because it doesn't apply to your situation, just skip to the next thing, okay? It's easy. So number one, would be an employer-sponsored 401k, aka you're a full-time corporate employee with a side hustle, or a solo 401k if you're just full-time self-employed, up to that 19500 
that's priority number one. That would be the first 19,500 that I would assign to something. Next would likely be the Roth IRA up to $6,000 per year. Anyone can have one as long as you're employed. I would say that's almost definitely always going to be step number two. Third is going to be the SEP IRA. If you are a full-time corporate employee with a side hustle, up to 20% of your net business income. And then last is your taxable investing account. This is your general regular old investing with no fancy stipulations or limits, but it does have the highest tax burdens. So that would come last. If you were to max out the first three, you would be contributing $83,500 a year to tax advantage retirement accounts. And then anything beyond that could go in your taxable account. Easy, right? Just go out and earn hundreds of thousands of dollars and then master tax law and you're good. Just kidding, but we are all in this together and we are figuring it out one tax loophole at a time. So let me know if you end up opening one of these accounts and happy tax evasion. See you next time.